0: Hey, they come in and meat man y'all to see me eat man' hit on meat man y'all to see me eat now. I got jaws like a bad trap a teeth like a razor I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster I was born out in Texas called the land of beef never
1: catch a muscle greener, show the that like a meat him the meat man
2: You're listening to The Best Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Yoni Levin, and if you've ever met Joey Machado, you've probably met him at a cooking competition or event. Uh, He's probably had at least three people with him. He rolls deep, and one of them is possibly his talented son, Ty. Uh, Ty's won many competitions himself, and uh, Joey and I sat down at SLAB, which is an acronym for Slow, Low, and Bangin'. Uh, At the helm of SLAB is Mark Avalos, a man whose love of graffiti and hip-hop is written all over his walls, including some hip-hop artists drawn as sausages. It's pretty interesting. They even have cookies for their banana pudding shaped like hip-hop legends like Biggie and Easy E. Uh, but we talk about all kinds of things, a lot of barbecue competitions, including the Hill Country Cook-Offs uh, State Championships, October 12th and 13th. And if you're in the area and want to meet Joey, me and many B. A few other famous cooks uh, come down to the Hill Country Cook-Off Association's State Championship Barbecue Cook-Off Contest. Uh, if you're the first to find me, and you mentioned this episode, I have a free prize uh, that includes a $25 gift card, generously given by Slab Barbecue. Uh, but I hope you enjoy the episode, this great conversation with Mark and Joey, uh, talking about barbecue competitions and the world of Texas barbecue. Enjoy. So I'm here with Mark Avalos of Slab Barbecue. Yes, and Joey Machado of b Charcoal. Uh, how's it going, guys? Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Wonderful. So happy to be out of the seat of the truck for a little while. <laughs> yeah, you came here with a whole camera crew, so this, this is pretty cool. You got a couple things going on.
1: We uh, try to kill a whole bunch of birds with one stone. We just, uh, we've been on the road for the last uh, couple months. Uh, just got back from the Royal, came home, turned around, loaded up, headed to Q and the Loo. That was our last food festival of the year. Um, we've got a lot of stuff going on you know uh, over these last couple months Uh, we've got uh, the HCCO cook-off coming up down in Lockhart Texas barbecue capital of the world that we're uh, doing with my buddy Richard Anazua it's one of his cooks he's had it for 10 plus years usually about 150 cooks Um, that's an event that we're kind of jumping in and we're going to have – we're going to do more branding towards b You know, we're getting all of our brand ambassadors down. We've we've had – I mean, to be real honest, anybody who's followed any of the social media that we do, I mean, it's it just – we've been all over the place. And when I say we, that means I, you know. I mean, how many pallets of b charcoal have you moved around in the last couple of months? Um, we figure – I do about – about 15 events during the year that I, I load up and go. Usually I take anywhere from four to, to eight pallets of, of coal to all these events. We, uh, we sponsor events. We, uh, we have brand ambassadors cooking at events. We have, uh, you know, the main deal is we're, even though we're getting more well-known Um, You know, the company has been around since 61. It's just over the last few years as we've really had an opportunity to to grow and really be more visible. And, um, you know, me with my background being as a competition cook, it was very, very important for me to make sure that we kind of, you know, take care of those guys and make sure that those guys understand, you know, what it is. Everyone else, backyard guys, look up to these guys. You know, one of my ambassadors is Malcolm Reed. He's got 300,000 YouTube followers. How to Barbecue Right. How to Barbecue Right. And that guy, you know, and one of the most humble dudes that you'll ever meet. Um, but the thing is, is you probably won't find anybody that you've ever talked to who hasn't ever poked around on that on his YouTube channel. Yeah. You know. Um, it's you like know, Amazing Ribs. Everyone's been there once. Exactly. You know, and uh, so we also have, I mean, guys like Mo Kason. We've got guys like, uh, we got Cosmo with uh, Cosmo Q. Uh, we're even doing some stuff with Brooke and Brad right now on, on hardwoods from the Shed. Um, shed's
2: a, the Shed's a real tight with our family here. That's we it. We love the Shed. I, uh, Me and a guy from Fort Worth yep. just made a mad dash to Mississippi because Brad kind of went in his junkyard and found yep. some stuff to help him open his, his restaurant. Brad's like one of the coolest guys in barbecue. Just oh, he is. The, <laughs> he, is. Yeah, he, this, he was,
1: I tell you what, this past weekend at uh, Q and Lou, uh, we got to spend a lot of time with him, you know, and like I said, they, they cooked on our hardwood products there at that event. Is that
2: when he was wearing the red suit?
1: Ah, oh, dude, he had a red suit. He had a black suit. Um, they had, yeah, they, they did a lot of stuff, you know, the shed period, Brad, Brooke, you know, mama shed, you know, daddy-o. Buggy, all of them. Yeah. Buggy, Scott, the whole crew. Um, you know, those guys are kind of the epitome of, of, you know, what this thing should be. You know, it's still fun. You know, they do this every single day, day in, day out. Uh, But the thing is, is, you know, they make everyone have a good time, you know, and um, that's what makes it so interesting. And, you know, every chance that I get when I'm going through Ocean Springs headed to anywhere, if it's an hour within any direction I'm going, I always stop in. We say hi, we're family. I mean, it's it's just, you know, like I said, they're just good people.
2: Well, and you get, you get good treatment. I mean, we've met at multiple competitions, yep. and everyone's happy to see you. You always got the fresh B&B gear on. <laughs> You're always handing out business cards. Like, it's, it's cool to be – you get to be that guy that, you know, everyone's happy to see and wants to try your product. I mean, you, you've got how many different types of charcoal? Uh,
1: we actually have uh, – you know, we've got oak lump, hickory lump, mesquite lump. You know, we make uh, the uh, oak lump-based – briquettes, you know, we make char logs, which are going like crazy right now. Yeah, the competition
2: ones, I love those. Yeah,
1: and, you you know, it's just one of those deals that we've had the opportunity, you know, the hardwoods. Uh, You know, three years ago, I I was just one of their, you know, I was a guy who bugged them and bugged them and bugged them to, you know, to be uh, one of their brand ambassadors, you know, I, I really didn't have any affiliation with the company except for, you know, they did, they sponsored us for about five years. And um, and then we over time, we built a relationship with these guys and, and really saw some opportunities a few years ago to, to you know, to expand the brand. Uh, several things happened in the charcoal and wood industry that, that it just we felt like the barn doors were open and it was just time to move. And uh, at that time, we, we approached each other and uh, decided, hey, you know let's let's grow this thing. And uh, And that's, you know, we're, we're grassroots. So you know, we, we just kind of, Showed up and, you know, peddled our wares and, you know, and, and put our product in the right people's hands. And now people really are, uh, you know, we're getting some loyalty out there. Okay. It's crazy.
2: Well, Mark here is cooking yep. on a
1: Yoder with y'all's pellets and a bunch of Yoder stuff, huh?
0: Yoder on, yeah, using the comp B&B uh, pellets. Really love them, man. Let me tell you, this guy right here, the hardest working guy <laughs> in the barbecue business. I mean, this guy's Seriously. on the road like every day, man. I'm like, Joey, where you at today, man? And so... You know, we're real, real thankful to know this guy, and, and the product is, is you know, it's, it's a great product. But, you know, it, this guy, man, is, he's done a lot for that brand, and he's just a hardworking
2: guy, man. And so thankful to, to, to be a part. Well, it's all about the marketing now, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys have all the hip-hop and all the logos, and, right. like, you really got the fist on your, on your shirt. It's like, <laughs> we're keeping the, it real, bro. Yeah, keeping exactly. it real. That's what
0: we grew up with, you know,
1: and so we just want to. But it's not you know, hype. No, it's not. You know, no. and that's the same deal with us. It's not hype. I mean, it's it's good solid product, you know, and we're still we're still value. Yeah. You know, and that's the deal is, you know, you can go drop 50 bucks anywhere and go get a plate of barbecue, but you know, the experience that you have at Slab is is unlike any experience you're going to get at any barbecue joint especially in austin
2: yeah you, you got a lot of wide eyes as soon as people yep. get their plates
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you know that's what we're trying to sell is the atmosphere and the experience right it's not just the food but also when you come in from the music that we're playing you know from all the graffiti that's on the wall from all um, local graffiti artists you know it's just it's not mark's barbecue it's slab barbecue but you're indirectly getting to know who i am i grew up Mm -hmm. you know with the hip-hop and i grew up with graffiti you know i I just i love it i embrace it and so um and and, you know as you mentioned the barbecue with us is a little different we're barbecue sandwiches um and that's just because when i when i would go to barbecue places i would get my slices of bread and i was always make a sandwich and so you know i wanted us to be a little different in that sense that we'd have Barbecue sandwiches as opposed to barbecue plates.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Snows almost every weekend, and I make mm-hmm. a sandwich every. I call it the Meat Stack. Are you, go. you right, right behind Robert Sierra every weekend? <laughs> 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 oh, I got him beat. I'm there <laughs> twice as much as he is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's Robert Sierra is just the the best person to see. He's it's kind of like whenever we're at these competitions, you know, you run into yeah. someone. I don't think anyone's unhappy to see Robert Sierra smiling. He's always yeah. got a, a cool story or someone he's seen. I mean, he. He usually takes pictures with like ten girls too.
1: He's just pipping it. <laughs> he's he's a Texas barbecue landmark. That's <laughs> for sure. That
2: hat is right. right? Oh yeah, had.
1: and he's got these giant leather aprons and huge knives. Yep. Like that dude's a marketing genius. We yeah. just we want to see him out there more. You know, I I think that, uh, that he's got a lot to bring to the table. He just he needs to get out there and work. That's what uh, right. that's what it's all about. It is you gotta hustle. Yeah,
2: well, and he's uh you know he's driving all day. I run into him. At multiple barbecue spots yep. all over Austin, uh, and it's pretty cool because it, it, I'll just like I was in Franklin and just happened to be near the front, and he's yep. like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. so, saw me driving you by. here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a ton of great people in the barbecue world and the competition world, and one of the guys that's pretty impressive is your son Ty. Yep. Uh, yeah. And you're saying, you know, he's what he has a grand championship
1: under his belt yeah he's actually got two gc's uh he got one at 14 one at 15 you know at cooking ibca um the crazy thing with him is you know he's he you know when i got involved with uh you know b i went through and uh you know i i just i i had to give up some of the things i loved which was ie family ie cooking yeah. you know to be able to build this brand, I had to sacrifice a lot to just get out on the road and just really go push this brand. Luckily, you know, Ty was already kind of in a position. I Hardy had him primed up. You know, he was cooking IBCAs by himself, um, you know. And so he started to be, you know, the, the cat that I could kind of take with me and, and still have a little presence out there cooking a little bit. And, uh, you know, he lucked out. He got a Food Network show. He was on there for four episodes out of six. Uh, you know, he got to bow out of that deal, you know, with good graces, you know. Yeah. They, he, you know, that was just a it was, a, it was a crazy spot for him because he was a true, you know, out of all the kids on there, they're all great kids, but he was the only one who was really out there. You know, he he cooked 22 contests, in, you know, that year. You know, and, I mean, he was Full out time, there. Dude. Oh, yeah, he was a full-timer. <laughs> school hated us because he missed, like, <laughs> 22 days of school. Um, and so, you know, after that, that year after his show aired, you know, and we we're pushing him and everything else, uh, you know, he got kind of the point to where he was like, dude, I, I'm, you know, can I be a kid for <laughs> yeah. a while? And um, so he got a little burned out. And so we, you know, kind of cut back on it a little bit, you know, and I told him, man, at the time I was doing a lot with Mo, you know, I was going with Mo to a lot of events, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I just told him, I said, man, I, I said, I, I, I can't babysit everybody. Yeah. You know, I said, so. You know, I kind of focused on, you know, some of our brand ambassadors let Ty do his deal. Um, Last year at NBBQA, um, they had me signed up to do the celebrity uh, steak cook-off. And of course, you know me, I was hustling all over the place. And by the time it came down to do it, you know, I had already got Ty kind of lined out and gave him a game plan. Um, Poncho and lefty Rolando, uh, you know, I had called him on the way to Dallas. He goes, look, dude, I got to cook this thing. Give me some pointers because I, I, I cooked one SCA before and just totally, totally got my ass handed to me. Yeah, And uh, so I, I learned real quick that I, I didn't really understand the concept of SCA. So Orlando gave me a crash course, didn't get to practice or anything like that, just had the knowledge, um, got down there, kind of gave it to Ty real quick in a know one, two, three ABC method. Uh, before I knew it, I was back. He already had steaks trimmed. He had it seasoned up. Pitt was going, and I was like, dude, I said, you got this? And he's like, yeah, I got this. I said, all right. I, I said, well, cook it, you know, a test steak, you know, see what's up. He went ahead and cooked one, and uh, I came back and I was like, all right. I said, so, you know, so what's up? You know, and luckily we had, you know, we had Eric Hodgson there, we had uh, Mark Lambert there, we had Malcolm Reed, we're all there kind of around, uh, Kendall Adair, very, very seasoned SCA guys. They had all kind of kept an eye on him, and he was, they were like, dude, he's got this, you know. And I told him, I said, all right. I said, what's that steak temping at? He's I don't know. i was like, what do you mean you don't know? He's like, dude, I just went time, time, time. And, yeah. and that was it, and I pulled it. It's been resting for like 10 minutes. I was like, all right. So I thought I was going to prove him wrong. I was like, all right, dude, we really, really need to tempt these steaks. This is like for, you know, you can win some cash here. And um, we jumped in there. I cut the steak, and SCA gives you a, a card that's got the – the, the doneness pictures and number 10 is exactly what they're looking for. And I cut that steak and it was number 10. Oh. And I was like, dude, I said, you you got this. I said, all right, cool. I said, so do you want to cook the steak in the, in the cook-off deal? he's like, yeah, I got this. And he went ahead, cooked it. Uh, you know, we went through not very high expectations cause it was all the celebrity guys. Yeah. And, um, and he rocked out a fourth place steak at that one um asked him that night i was he was you know he was ecstatic the happiest i'd seen him in a long time so that was that's key you know you can kind of tell when they get a little burned out and you're like it's a little too much work then we just kind of cut them loose but like i said he was happy he was stoked about it you know he got to to win in front of all these guys who won these state contests the 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 world champions and um so they had an opportunity to cook again second day and um, so, you know, I asked him that night at the hotel. I was like, hey, I said, do you want to cook again tomorrow? He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, all right. I said, well, you realize I said, there's going to be a lot more people cooking tomorrow. You know, you may not do as well as you did today. He said, yeah. He said, but I'll probably at least get third. I was like, okay, whatever. Go tie. <laughs> you know, so, and sure enough, the next day he, he rocked it out and he walked to third place. Nice. And uh, so not only did he win – Uh, That Celebrity State cook-off, you know, is being in fourth place there. Then he got to do the second day. And then it happened that he got a golden ticket. So, all of a sudden, he gets qualified for the World Finals. He gets to go to World Food, you know. So, we continue to cook a few more SCAs. He did well, always in the top five. So, we haven't got to do a whole lot since. Um, But he's been practicing. Um, But now we've got uh, M. Grills has stepped up. And picked him up. They're going to sponsor him for the for the rest of the season and into nice. next year. Uh, so they got a brand new M grill uh, that I actually just picked up yesterday. And um, Ty hadn't even seen it yet. So he's going to go learn how to cook steaks this weekend, and uh, world the uh, the finals for SCA is next weekend. So uh, he's going to get it, knock it down, and, and go try to win it next weekend. And so cooking steaks for SCA, that's almost that's like a
2: a break from the long hard cooking. oh a lot yeah of other it, it's
1: it's crazy because there are um, you know you literally pick a steak in the morning at, at 10 o'clock in the morning and you turn that steak in at three in the afternoon and they have you know they have you can cook chicken wings or they may have you know this some side little side stuff. dish that they'll do but you know the main thing for him is is he just wanted something to where he could still cook but he just didn't want to do overnight cooks anymore um, you know he's a, he's a low and slow cooker so we could never get him to fast cook so, you know, so that just kind of eliminated that, you know, that the opportunity to go in there and, and just teach him how to be a you know, a hot and fast cook. And he
2: was cooking on all Yoders, right?
1: Yeah, he was sponsored by Yoder at the time. And uh, so he, he learned on a pellet cooker. So he was actually at like 13 years old, he was doing full contests on, on a Yoder 640. So he'd cook one chicken, one rack of ribs, and one brisket, and he was killing it. You know, just with that, you know, and uh, there's there's a guy uh, from Mama and Papa's uh, smokers, uh, CJ, Clarence Joseph, who always said, you know, it's always resonated with me. He goes, if you can't cook one, why are you going to cook two or three or whatever? Because a lot of the cook-offs you go to, you know, there'll be guys with five racks of ribs, you know, six chickens or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it was just funny to me that, you know, that here's this kid, you know, rocking it out, you know, just, you know, he's got – Basically, a, a you know one lunch bag, you know, full of meat that he's going to go cook at this contest, and that's it, you know.
2: Well, and it must be nice because that that M grill, it's not huge,
1: right? It's probably no. 20, 20, 30 inches wide. That's it. No, that's it. Uh, I mean, it's it's crazy. He's actually got uh, he's got an M one, which is kind of like an offset. Grill smoker, I mean, it's like a three-in-one cooker, uh, but it's kind of the same concept. You know, you can basically cook a whole contest on that cooker. He's going to do a few IBCA's this year, but his main focus is going to be SCA. And the rings are pretty badass from oh, SCA. Yeah. SCA. Yeah, he's going to have to get them resized. <laughs> his he's going to wear, he's gonna wear <laughs> it on his on his wrist, I think. Oh, really? No. I, Does he have <laughs> any yet? No, he got three. no. He doesn't. Um, you know, he did get he did have a pretty good year though because he did do uh, first place. A wild game at memphis in may this year oh really so oh, he that's did, right i was there yeah yeah Yeah. so he did earn his first world champion title boom so you know I, that's what quick. was the wild game y'all cooked it wasn't really wild game no um actually <laughs> uh they consider wild game to be anything that's not kind of normal right, you know yeah. and so what he cooked was lamb chops nice and lamb chops have been pretty successful out there um and he uh he rocked it out they just super simple um, and that's kind of the way that he cooks. Even on an SCA steak, he doesn't get crazy. He's just very flavor-forward, you know, but he wants, the, wants it still to be the meat. And um, we had several options on wild game. And um, he decided to kind of go that route on the lamb chops. And um, he just did a double cut, you know, uh, French lamb chop. that was pretty phenomenal. Nice. Um, he used very simple seasonings. Uh, and. You know, one of the deals, we just launched all our seasonings for B&B. So they're, like, available at Academy now. Go buy some. Uh, but we have one that's a seasonal. It's called – we call it Texas Trinity. So it's just salt, pepper, garlic, and it's got MSG in it. Why? Because everybody's going to put MSG in it anyway. So uh, so anyway, so basically he just seasons just straight up with that. And then we use uh, – we do a lot of stuff. Cosmo's got him on a little program as well, Cosmo Q. Um So he used some of Cosmo's new glazes and that's pretty much all we did nice you know and um so like i said it's he's you're not going to see him real puzzled or real confused or anything like that because he walks in he's got a game plan straightforward and just well, yeah he's your son well <laughs> okay i uh, thank you for that <laughs> well and and uh
2: yeah. you you know from all these competitions you you can't go in uh without some ideas, because I've seen that. I've been, you know, Memphis in May, I tried to interview some guys and they were losing their minds because they didn't even know where the meat was or they yep. ran out of wood. Or you, know, you have to come in there with a plan or else you're going to be, yep. it's going to be a mess.
1: Well, it's, it's you go in with a plan or you cook what you know. Yeah. You know, we, we actually cooked at the, uh, at the role this year, I cooked with uh, Daniel Wright with Rock and W Smokers uh, out of Dallas. Uh, we, we actually do a lot of stuff together uh, he cooked with us last year at San Antonio Rodeo. And at the roll, me and him decided to go do this deal, you know, right idea. Just I said, man, I just want to park my trailer in the infield. I just want it in there. So we split a spot. You know, I let him cook all the, all the main meats. And um, we had talked on the phone. He's like, man, he said, w- w- you know, what do you want to do? They have all these insularies. And I was like, yeah, sign up for them. We'll cook them. And then we get there, and he comes up with the boxes, and he's like, dude, there's like 14 turn-ins. I was like, holy mackerel. So we went (laughs) ahead, and and I did all the insularies. He did, you know, main meats, focused on that. Uh, And it was really cool because it wound up being an opportunity for me to, like, demo all day long. You know, so we had lots of folks coming by and, you know, everything that we cooked, Uh, You know, got to get sampled, and we were using our seasonings and our our wood products and everything. And plus, I got to really know the M-Grills because that was – I did take the M-Grills up there to go cook on. Um, And uh, we actually did wound up with a walk. The only – the best call, I'm going to put it, the best call that we got for the weekend was actually a a fourth-place turkey call. Um, And uh, that we cooked it on the M-Grill. And uh, we used we used all Cosmo seasonings on that. Nice. We did use my season all, but mainly it was all Cosmo <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, and, and like I said, it's one of those deals. Is I it's when I cook with other people, like when other people are like helping me. Um, I I never had like a team team. You know, it was always me and like my son, or I had like one buddy or something like that. I can't get cook with other people who are want to turn in a box, you know. It's just, I got a game plan, we're going to rock that, and we're just going to go. You
2: well, know? and it's nice because in a lot of these competitions, you go in there and you don't realize there's nothing to eat yep. unless someone's giving out samples. Yep. So when you're, when you're giving people food, it, the party is
1: exactly where you're at. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's what we hope that, you know, unfortunately in most of those events that's, you know, that's the case, is, you know, people go there expecting, you know, to see someone. Now we figured out, you know, at the rule If you're going to go to the rural, you need to go on, on like, Friday night. You know, Saturday is just, you know, it's it's a great day to go, but, you know, they just kind of, like, shut it off. And, you know, and it's just like if you're not there for a party, it's like Houston Rodeo or San Antonio Rodeo. You know, if you don't know somebody there, it's, you know, it's kind of – it's difficult for people to enjoy it. You, know. you need a rainbow of wristbands exactly. to get into all the different parties. Exactly. You got to hit up Craigslist and everything else to try to get as many armbands as possible.
2: Well, so speaking of the Royal, you went from the Royal to Q and the Lou, right? And yep. now you're getting In ready Saint for Louis. the Jack? Yep. So yep.
1: You, you're, you're still lining them up. Oh, yeah. We've got, we're going to knock them down. So the Jack, uh, this year we actually lucked out. One of our brand ambassadors of, out of Lubbock, Texas is a Boomerang Barbecue. Matt and Sarah Walker. Uh, they've been good friends for, you know, about three years outside of, of barbecue, period. Uh, we did meet him at a contest one time. You know, I think we woke up in Victoria, and they were like our neighbors. And he actually was cooking on Yoder's, so that's how our friendship began. Um, ever since we have, you know, I'm kind of doing what I'm doing with B&B now, uh, I always saw them as, you know, potential winners. You know, four years ago, they weren't cooking. This year, they're, they've been Battling for number one in KCBS points all year long, so the guy automated into the jack. Uh, you know, so he had seven grands to get in the jack. Wow. Uh, he actually just won another grand this weekend on a KCBS. He's shooting for ten this year, trying to be Timmy the year. Um, the, the most focused people you're ever going to meet while running a restaurant. Well, no, they don't have a restaurant. Oh, they don't. No, they don't have a restaurant. So uh, what they he's got an electric company. So okay. that's what he's got. He actually uh, builds custom homes and stuff like that, mm. and they, he does all the electrical for that stuff. Um, and his wife is is she's got a full- time job, and how they travel as much as they do, I don't know. Uh, but like you said, their their deal is is it, it's the epitome of of wanting something, what we call ganas. You know we, we call that it's the want oh, yeah, to go good. do something. You, you see something, you're gonna go get it. And uh, that's the type of people they are. And we're super, super proud to, to have them as our team. So uh, that's going to be, you know, I'm going to go there and support those guys. Uh, like I said, they've got just as good a chance as anybody else, nice. you know, there. Uh, but well, that's the cool
2: thing about all these is that
1: everyone's got a chance, you know. You never know. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Every once in a while, you just see like at the Royal, I, you look at the the people who won. and I'm like, I haven't even heard of
1: some of these guys. Oh they yeah, just come out of nowhere. It was crazy on on the Invitational day. Uh, Texas dominated. Texas, uh, you know, they they came in. I mean, it was it was crazy. Um, you know, every time we turned around, it was it was a Texas team getting called. Um, and then also, you know, when we go to, you know, then then everyone was like, okay, trying to go with a game plan. You know, these are all guys who don't cook typical KCBS. Barbecue right. yeah. guys who don't burn hickory, guys who you know don't play by the rules, you know that they're used to, and then I think everybody kind of went in there day two on open day, and um, then you saw those same guys. They didn't walk. Some of them walked, but I mean, like I said, it was just it was a night and day difference from the invitational to the open, and uh, but just goes to prove, you know, like I said, you you can be you can be number one, cook the same exact product put it in the box the same exact way. And, uh, you you know, we call it getting bad judges. You know, we never cook bad food. We just always have bad judges. Well, and there's, what, a thousand judges at yeah, each of these things? it's crazy. You know, you can go in and you can actually win all of your tables, and you could still come in dead last. You know, it's just the, the way the points work, it's, it's nuts with KCBS. For all us guys who cook IBCA, um, you know, there may be a guy who wins a contest that wasn't even called to the stage, you know, during awards. And, uh, but like you said, to us IBCA guys, we're like, wow, can they really know right. because you already know whose boxes everybody is. You know, we've always kind of grown up with, hey, it's blind box. It's blind box, you know. And so n- n- for us not knowing, you know, who it is, you know, even getting other people to turn in boxes and stuff like that so no one will know whose box it is type of deal. You know, it, at the end of the day, it's the proofs in the pudding. You know, you have guys like uh, like Darren Warth, You know, with uh, Iowa Smoky D's. If he's at a contest, uh, uh, cook it, and have fun. You know, because <laughs> Travis that dude, Clark, yeah, Travis word. Clark. You know, those dudes are gonna they're, they're gonna be at the they're gonna be at the head of the table. Yeah. You know, and but again, it's experience. You know, and you know, trying to learn how to do what everybody else does, you know, maybe you just need to cook what you're happy with yeah. and everybody else in your camp's happy with, you know. Well,
2: and that's that's what really makes it fun is a good time. I mean, Mark, I see you have a bunch of awards on the wall here. Are you, you, you getting into some more competitions? Or is this um, kind of just yeah, what's around? no, it's just
0: I wish I had time. I wish I had more time. I'd do more. Um, they're fun. And, you know, I do mostly local ones, IBCA as he mentioned, um, or we're about to do one, you know, the one that he mentioned with, uh, with Richard over there. Um, it's just a fun time to get kind of get away and, and just hang out and cook, you know, cause mm-hmm. I don't get to do that as much anymore, you know? And so, you know, I, I really appreciate going to these, to these yep. events like that.
2: Well, and even if you're not cooking, you're staying up late, hanging out, there's a million, it's like a reunion for right. a lot of people. Right, exactly. And, exactly.
0: And you'll see the same people kind of over and over and you get to know everybody. Mm-hmm. And so, it's a fun time.
2: Yeah, I've been trying to do a, an interview with Joey for like three <laughs> competitions and I, I finally it, got him Mimps, down here. That,
1: Mimps <laughs> Mimps broke May, him. I think we we talked about it and it, yeah. we just kind of been going around. We we're and just round.
2: so busy. Well and, and then I kept running into the shed and hanging out there and they kept winning, so I kept mm-hmm. covering more and it's just like even those guys, all the interviews I have with them are chasing them around with microphones. Yep. It's during the competitions; it's almost impossible yep. to get anything
1: but footage. See, it was crazy because Ty actually cooked with them last year. Oh, really? And um, so we had they picked up a a, a new sponsor this this past year, uh, which which Ty's knew some of the guys that were coming along with that, and and Ty just wanted to kind of do his thing, you know. And we had an opportunity cooking with Kendall Adair uh, with Smoked and Spice. He's also a brand ambassador out of uh, Memphis area. Um, And so they actually at uh, NBBQA, they were both young guns a year ago, two years ago. Um, Kendall's like 22. You know, Ty was, you know, young man, 15. So they had kind of partnered them up and called them Young Guns uh, because, you know, they're their future barbecue type of deal. So Kendall had been after Ty for a little while to kind of cook with him. And, um, you know, and the, the agreement was, was you know, he was just going to, you know, Ty could cook whatever he wanted, turn in whatever, and that was his deal, you know. And uh, the shed, I love the shed. Uh, but the thing is, is they have, they like I said, they have a lot of folks there. Oh, yeah. And, um Huge so team. Yeah, so like I said, and I, I just – you know, environment wise, you know, when we get to kinda, you know, be together a little bit more, you know, because that's where I kinda set up my camp was over at Kendall's spot. Um, you know, we just we just got to kinda hang out a little bit more. And again, like you said, he he killed it, rocked it, you know, he got to walk the stage, you know, he took the trophy home. You know, so you know, that's it. Kendall said, Hey man, you know, you know, we'll what do you think about the, uh, you know, is, is there a chance that I can, you know, get him another trophy made? And I was like, dude, I said, if you can pry that trophy away from him, go for it. <laughs> but that kid, I mean, he was just from ear to ear, you know, wouldn't let that trophy go. And, uh, you know, and I told the man, I said, you know what? I said, you keep the check and make yourself another trophy. I said, this boy's taking that trophy home. And um, That's and it's, generous. Yeah, and it's still one of those things that, you know, and I feel like, you know, to be part of the team is, is part of the team, you know. But to be able to, to you know, give someone that, that respect and go, hey, dude, you did that. You know, even though you're part of a team, that's, that's a big thing because that's a huge morale booster. You know, everybody has been part of something, you know, and it took everybody to get there. Um, but like I said, when you know when somebody actually goes, no, nah, man, that's, that's you, go get it, you know, type of deal, that's, that's a pretty special feeling. You well, know? and
2: it's, there, there is a uniqueness to being part of a big team, but especially the steak cook-offs, it allows you to kind of differentiate yourself. Even Daddy-O, you know, he did a, a few of those steak cook-offs Correct. kind of solo. Correct. And it's, it's so cool ah, to see. Ah, come on. He
1: had Johnny Joseph behind yeah. him. Come on. Well, and And that dude knows how to cook a steak. Yes, he does. How many rings does he have? He's got a few. I think he's the he can call himself the most winningest man in SCA.
2: I'll tell you what. As soon as that dude picked up a steak and put it on the grill, everything went silent. We were all just watching exactly oh, yeah. what he did. And if he uh, if he says a minute and twelve seconds, it's a
1: minute and twelve seconds. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so it's like I said. It, it's it's so crazy. Like I said, I've been lucky to to wind up in the middle of of you know of everything that I wind up in. You know, there, there's not a place that I go to that I'm not welcome at. You know. Uh, I was, I was that guy four years ago. That, you know, these were all my idols. These were all guys that I watched on TV. You know, and you know now it's there's not a camp that I can't go. You know, walk into, but they all know that I'm I'm willing to to jump in there and and help them knock anything out. You know, uh, I do stuff with Salt Saltlick. I do stuff with uh, with uh, Ubon's out of Yazoo uh, City, Mississippi, uh, with the shed. Uh, you know, with Sugarfire, Mike Johnson and Christina, you know Fitzgerald, which we're fixing to do some stuff with Christina later on this year. Got,
2: I saw some great photos of her cooking yeah. all
1: kinds of stuff. Yeah, she's uh, she's starting to like the product. Uh, I think she's falling in love with M Grills. Um, she's going to have an opportunity to cook at uh, SCA or the SCA cook off at uh, World Food Championships. Uh, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna be with her there. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a big B and B crew at a world food we're and gonna you have two a, were cooking what like 40 steaks or something at the royal yeah we we just uh, well actually no that was at q and the when oh, we that were was there q and, the Lou. and uh she wanted to kind of get my take on you know how to cook these sca steaks uh i did have emberl there um and which was supposed to be ties and um at the end of the the uh the weekend you know we we cooked a ton of steaks on the emberl she fell in love with it Um, And she just had to have it. So I had to leave it with her. So uh, Travis McGee was good enough to put another one together for Ty and actually just picked that up yesterday and going to get it home and uh, let Ty see it. So we're going to do an unveiling because Ty has yet to see his pit. M-16 or M-1? M-16. Nice. Hey, I know you got my cart. Oh, yeah, I got your cart too. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: and you're the guy who gets to show up with a truckload of stuff and just leave in your truck at the end of every event. So, you know, there in general the barbecue family is so happy to see everybody. Yeah. Uh, if you go to a couple events, you start to make friends. Yeah. It's really it's hard not to make friends. But you're the guy that's like, "Oh, well, we can't we can't bring back all these pallets of charcoal. Correct. Grab Correct. some or hey, here's this grill." Or,
1: Every event that we go to, we we make it a point to to reach out to our our brand ambassadors and, you know, make sure that, you know, if to let them know that we have product coming you know, this year I had so many international teams reaching out to me before I ever got to the Royal to, uh, to make sure that, you know, we had, you know, product there. Uh, you know, the Australian side of it uh, has, has gone nuts it's over nuts there. It's nuts over there. Yeah, so we've got – I've actually even got a brand ambassador in Australia, Matthew Staunton. Um, and, um, and kind of, you know, we've got Rohan with Smoking Jokers. You know, he's, they, they're actually the retailer, you know, that do a lot of our product there. Um, but, you know, Matthew Staunton uh, from Australia, he was actually te- texting me this morning. Uh, for Richards Cook, we actually have Matthews coming in from Australia. We've got uh, Shogun, Team Shoguns coming in from Japan. Um, were they at Memphis in May? Uh, they were at Memphis in May, I thought, yes. I think I ran into them. And um, they have, you know, those guys, uh, again, <clears throat> they're brand ambassadors for us because – they are everywhere. They're the Jack Royal, you know, uh, Memphis and May. They've done everything. How they afford to do it, I have no clue. But I mean, they always bring in a great crew. Mike Otani is is kind of the, the wrangler for that crew. You know, he lives right outside of Dallas. Um, he's just he's just he's a heck of a guy. Uh, spent a lot of time with him this year. Uh, you know, trying to give him a little bit more ins and outs of you know kind of what they need to do. We're actually setting up a IBCA uh, judging class for them, just strictly for them uh, when they come down to Lockhart, uh, just so they can understand. They want to try to take IBCA back to Japan and start having some true international barbecue wow. contests there. KCBS, they already have done the KCBS <clears throat> stuff. KCBS is a little difficult for them as far as, like, the turn-in times. And, you know, the main thing is you got to get all these judges and so when I explained to them, I said, IBCA, I said, you can get anyone who shows up to be a judge. You're cooking for those people. You're right. not cooking for a, a a booklet that tells you exactly how you know you're supposed to judge this meet. You're really cooking for the people to you know to make them happy. And so they really really like that concept, you know, because they have all these events, but then they have a hard time getting judges together." So they do this. They can pull anybody they want, you know, to sit down.
2: So can you guys give us a quick breakdown for those who are listening that don't necessarily know the difference between KCBS and Mm -hmm. uh,
1: IBCA and and just kind of what you might have to do different? Really on the difference between IBCA and and KCBS are a couple things. First thing are are the time intervals. So KCBS is on 30-minute windows. So you've got to cook a – you've got to cook chicken – ribs, brisket, and you do a pull a, a pork butt. So you're gonna turn all three of those, or all four of those rather, in 30 minute windows. So you really, really have to have your timing down. IBCA, it can be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half depending on if you go over X amount of teams and they'll go to an hour and a half. But it opens up the window and you only have to turn in chicken, ribs, and brisket on IBCA. But again, the other different differentiation, or the the difference thing, I guess, that you're going to have there, IBCA is half chickens. KCBS is chicken pieces. So chicken thighs, chicken legs. That's chicken where you see those, breasts. like, super perfectly glazed. Correct. You know, and now it's crazy because you can do, like, people are turning in thighs with no skin on them, you know, just chicken thigh or chicken breasts or, you know, whatever, um, you know. IBCA is, and you uh, know, it's not because I'm partial. I just think that to be able to cook an IBCA chicken half, that takes skill. That's like cooking a brisket, you know, because you've got three different, very different meats Correct. right there. Correct. You know, and, and the and to be able to get every single piece of that, great. It's it's hard, and that's one of the things you know. Everyone has always said, "Hey, brisket is the, you know, if you can cook brisket, you you know you you can cook Texas barbecue." Nah, if you can cook IBCA chicken and (laughs) walk, that's that's a good cook, you know. And nowadays, you know, we got three different pieces of equipment to cook three different pieces of of, you know meat. Uh, But again, you know, we're turning nine slabs of uh, or not nine slabs, but nine ribs, individual ribs. You know, KCBS turning in six ribs. Uh, you know, we're turning in, uh, you know, brisket, you know, with fat attached. You know, they're turning in a brisket flat, and they're making burn-ins, you know. Um, and
2: burn-ins is something that even most Texans don't know no. about. That's, that's an outside-of-Texas thing right there. No,
1: we, you know, our burn-ins are different. We just have one big one on every brisket, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure, exactly. and that's it, and everybody <laughs> fights over that one. That is our burn-in. You know, theirs is just candy. Yeah. You know, it's just really, really sweet candy. And the thing is, if you don't know how to cook them, you don't put them in the box. Yeah. You know, you can still win a contest if you just put a slice of brisket in there for KCBS. Mm-hmm. On IBCA, you know, uh, the, it's it's a texture thing no matter where, where you're at. You know, you got to have the right textures.
0: What about the judging, though? Because I know that I've never done a KCBS. I've only done the IBCA. Now, the judging, though, IBCA, obviously, you have a head judge. that kind of sets the rules for Correct. everything. But then... It's they choose people to kind of help with the judging. Where yep. I think the
1: KCBS has tables, right, and then yep. judges on each table. The yeah, KCBS runs certified judging. So before every every usually before every event, they'll have a judging class. So people will actually come in, sit down, you know, take the class. You know, sometimes they even have to pay to take the class. You know, um, and then for IBCA, normally. If you're lucky, you have enough judges to, you know, to, to do your judge. You know, at the last minute, they may be running around trying to grab a few few people, you know, to sit down and judge. But for the most part, no matter what contest you really go to, like I said, cream always rises to the top. You know, you, you know, yeah. Kelly Curtis or somebody like that, you know, they're going to walk at a contest with 15 people. They're going to walk at a contest with 100 people. You know, you just have a few of those guys that always do well. Ernest Cervantes, J.D. Henley, you know, you even got, you know, Richard Anazua. You know, he always does really well on, on chicken side. You know, he's, he's just come down, you know. I don't know how he does it because I think he changes his recipe every time he cooks. But, uh, but you know. Th- Keep, it's him guessing, just, Keep him guessing, baby. Keep them guessing. It's, yeah. the, it's, <laughs> the, it's, the, it's the, the people who have just the, th- the theory down. You know, um, once you have that and you understand what it's supposed to be, then you can make it taste like anything you want, you know. But, again, like I said, there's there's so many people who just don't understand. You know, you can take all the classes you want. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you still got to be able to, you know, go take a judge. You know, go sit in on judging if you want to learn how to win. And is there a visual
2: component to it, do you think? Or is it mostly flavor and texture? Because I know I, I got in kind of a – I was messing with someone on some Facebook groups because I post videos of the food I'm eating and all that, and someone was complaining because uh, some of Louis Miller's uh, brisket didn't have a smoke ring. And I was like... who cares like it's one of the most epic briskets on earth and so do you do you see that where if it doesn't have the right look or because some of these backyard guys have kind of a a screwy way of looking
1: at everything you really and truly for kcbs i think it's more of a it's more of a visual Mm. Uh, for ibca uh, you can get i've seen some ugly birds win i've seen some nasty brisket win uh, you think I think for far Texas,
0: though, it's, it's a little regional. Like if you go east, if you go, you know, for the most used part, to, to yeah, flavors.
1: For the most, I mean, if you go, you know, the brisket that's going to win in Laredo, uh, you know, and the brisket that's going to win in Dallas, texturally may be the same, but maybe the flavor components are a little bit different. You know, it's still come down now to I think it's a little bit more universal now, mm-hmm. to where now everyone because of the classes, everyone's taking the same classes. You know, whether you're taking Arnie's class. Or Travis Clark's class, or you know anybody. And are people like injecting, or are they mostly
2: working on rubs, or? If you're
1: not injecting, you're not winning. All right. <laughs> so uh, it's just uh, that, that's just fact. You know, I think if you don't, you know, there's there's cases where you're brining and injecting. There's cases where you're just brining. You know, as far as chicken goes, but I mean, even down to ribs. I mean, nine times out of ten, if you're not injecting, you're, you're you know that's that's the step that you're probably missing out on you okay. know and
2: so you know is that something you do way ahead of time is that something you're doing right before you put them on or several theories on that i yeah. do it right ahead and and
0: for me that was when i got into this that was like what people were injecting what yeah because you know i'm coming from this background you know and restaurant yeah. you know i didn't know about injecting and when i got in i was
1: like okay that that seems kind of odd but and yeah. it has like a ton of needles yeah. right it's, yeah like you kind of well you have you can do like chops injectors that's more KCBS side really really big meats you know working on hogs and you can use it on a brisket you can use it on a pork butt something like that i mean for us i mean it's it's literally I mean, you walk in while somebody's working on chicken or, or ribs or brisket in an IBCA, and you think you're walking into a you know an <laughs> <Wow>. operation <laughs> yeah. room. I mean, because you're talking about their single hyp- hypodermics, and, you know, they're really working on it. But, again, like you said, it's it's to be able to put that moisture content in the right spots. Um, you know, to be able to cook a, a a untouched bird perfectly, I mean, that's skill. Now, to be able to cook one with... You know, being able to inject here and you know put the flavor profile here and all that—that's that's a different skill. Right. That's knowledge. You well, know. and that's
2: for one bite. That's not for eating.
1: Exactly. You know, we for competition barbecue. That's not eating barbecue. No. There's so much phosphates and everything else in there that you're you know like right. I said, you you as long as it tastes good that first time you know and we're putting so much umami in that in that meat now, uh, that's what's making them you know go oh yeah I do want another bite but I got 15 more plates I got to taste, you know, and, um, but again, like you said, you, there's, there's so many things, so many variables and so many factors and so many seasonings and so many injections and, you know, and unlimited you know, choices. Big Papa's is killing it this week, but now it's you know it's if you're not running Cosmos, you're not doing right. Or you know Tim Dickey's or you know who's a uh, Texas Lightning seems to be popular with some guys. I've been
2: hearing a lot about. Is it the I'm I don't talking know. about White Lightning? White, White Lightning?
1: Yeah, that's uh, Boar's Night. Yeah, Boers that's Boar's Night Out. Oh, that's
2: Boar's Night Out. Yeah, gotcha. Boar's
1: Night Out. So theirs is like a, a salt, pepper, garlic with it with a little. To me, it's like a little sweet yeah. hint to it. Um, but like I said, everybody everybody's done well, you know. But you've got their product. You've got uh, you know, Poncho and Lefties. Yeah. You know they've got their their steak seasoning, um, and they're launching a whole barbecue line yeah. now. Um, the white s- spices have kind of become a a staple, so you've got a lot of guys who you know who are, who are going back to a white spice. That's part of the reason why I came out with you know the seasoning that I came out with. Uh, the Texas Trinity. It's a white, it's a white seasoning—salt, pepper, garlic—you know—with the MSG in it. Uh, but it's something that you can you can use as a bottom layer. You can use as a top layer. It's not over salty, um, but you get everything that you want. Plus, it's got a little pepper pop in it. So,
2: so, do you see the same thing in SCA, or that's more of just cooking a steak right and putting some seasoning on the outside? Um,
1: for SCA, it's still, you know, there's, I think there's a couple of components in SCA that, that uh, you know, you have to have, which is the uh, salt and, you know, pepper element. Uh, people do go with something to give it a little bit of color. You know, here, there's been a lot of chatter about a red steak, you know, in SCA. Uh, I've been able to accomplish that with a couple of different things. You know, not only with, uh, you know, sometimes if you cook it without grill grates, you can get a red steak. <coughs> cooking with just salt pepper you know it just something does it and it really changes that color um but you know you got to have grill grates you got to have so you you put the grill grates on those m yep yes m grills with the grill grates are like the combination that it's actually that's the way they come they come ready to go with with grill grill grates grates, Yeah. yeah i mean you literally unload it and go cook I mean, it, you don't have to do anything. And those Only, things are almost like pre-season. Those grill grates are like you can awesome. cook. Yeah, you can cook on a brand-new set. There's a lot of guys I know who cook on brand-new grill grates every single time, you know, and it's just because they feel like that's going to give them the cleanest marks, <laughs> you know. Um, but, again, I, I like I said, if you have some type of charcoal grill, you know, that you can get up to at least five to 600 degrees, you put grill grates on that, that elevates the grill grate temperature. You know, to anywhere between six to seven fifty. Uh, seven fifty is a little too hot. Six fifty is kind of like your your key, you know, temperature that you can work with. You doing that with a little laser gun or what? Yeah, we just shoot shoot the grill rates with the laser.
2: And uh, you know, the, I'm guessing the competition logs are the best, or are those too hot? Because those get hot.
1: You, I've I've done it several ways. I use the char logs, um, and like when I use char logs, I only have to use I use like seven, and that will get me my temperature. You know, and – but, you know, the briquettes, a lot of guys – a lot more guys use the briquettes than they do the charlogs. So, they'll use a combination of – they'll put a little bit of lump in there to get a little bit of smoke flavor, um, you know. And, you know, I know some of the guys who have been doing really, really well, you know, they run a combination of, you know. um, Kingsford is the one who kind of started this deal. You know, they were the first original charcoal of, you know, SCA type of deal. Yeah. Uh, we got involved with them because we started kind of converting a lot of the SCA guys, you know, to this charcoal just because it was a a more intense burn. And I think Poncho and Lefty are really one of the guys who really, you know, kind of helped us out, you know, trying to promote this on SCA side. And then they just started killing with it. And um, and do you
2: do? I know at the NBBQA you did it, but uh, does the SCA often do like a bonus if you cook with a certain like they they did a bonus for B&B charcoal? Yep.
1: We, You know, it just – it varies. At some of the SCAs, the bonus that we have is we actually show up with charcoal and we give give it to all the teams, you know, who want to use it. So that's kind of the bonus for everybody. Uh, But we will have some events that we do that we'll throw some added money on. Um, We have – there's going to be a a big event – in jan- mid-January, they're still going to make some announcements, and it's going to be somewhere in Mississippi. I'll just leave it at that right now. <laughs> uh, and we're actually going to have some embryos that we're going to be giving away at those. Damn. And um, it's going to be like I said, we'll we'll visit with that again. But like I said, it, it's uh, more information is going to be released on that. But it's going to be probably the craziest SCA of the year. So give us like your thirty-second. How do you? What's like?
2: How do you cook a steak? What's what's the what? You know, if you, if you don't want to give stuff away, that's no, fine. No, no, we're but, good. Uh, um, let us know.
1: Really kind of on our deal, uh, making sure our grill's up M-gril, to – M the, the <laughs> grill, M grill. The grill, M grill, is up to, uh, you know, like I want 650 on the grates, on grill grates. Uh, as long as I'm 650 on the grates, fire spread from corner to corner. We have the same temperature all the way. doesn't matter where you are lasering. Um, ribeye, I don't like to tie steaks. I like to just cut them where they're very natural. Um, but sometimes it depends on what you get. Sometimes you have to time because they're going to fall apart. Um, straight up seasoning, we just kind of season the steak straight up, let it sit for a bit, uh, and then we go straight to grill. You know, uh, we use some nonstick spray. We spray the meat instead of spraying the grill. Um, we do four turns and, uh, you know, rest that steak. You know, and it, it can be anywhere from six to 10 minutes or something like that. Uh, we want to be very stake forward. You know, I'm not injecting. I'm not salt brining. I'm not doing any of that type of stuff. Squares s- or
2: diamonds? Squares or diamonds?
1: Dude, I'm I'm a square guy. It's just, it's easy. You know, it's easy and it's not confusing.
2: You're talking about the grill marks? Yeah, the right. grill marks. And so you, you, you have to really plan out your flips because you want to get that,
1: the shape Correct. just right. So normally what we'll do is we'll start the side that I want up in that box, and you're going to decide that on, you know, how your steak looks. That's where I start. And by the time I'm on my last flip, I'll take that and I'll flip it, and that's going to be how my steak's going to go in that box. Are you turning it in whole or are you slicing it? No, 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 they go in whole. So the, the crazy thing about SCA is you're going to have to cook the whole steak, but the eye of the steak is what they judge doneness on. Now, the, the lip on that steak, that's what they're going to taste. So, uh, so that's one of the things that, you know, you always have to keep into consideration, you know, that that's where your doneness is going to be in that eye. And, um, uh, if you, if you, you know, you, the steak can taste like anything, but you've got to have the doneness because that, that can kill you. And you're trying to get a little crunch on the outside. I know I like to get the edges of my steaks real crispy. Uh, you know, I, I like to, but the only thing is, is it, it comes down to, you know, it's going to be a judge preference. You know, if you if you can manage doing it, most people trim their steaks so much that there is no fat to get crunchy. Gotcha. I do like to leave fat on the outside of that lip. But so. if, if there's like a burnt piece of fat, are you just out immediately? No, then? no, or? not at all. Not at all. Uh, because they're still going to have an option. You may have one judge who loves that. So, you know, when we talk about that lip, it's the spinalis of the steak, you know. And, you know, to be technical, everybody else is going to yeah, yeah. it's the tender piece on there. And uh, But like I said, on that particular piece right there, that's what you know, That's what you want to focus your flavor and love and everything else into. Uh, the other one, don't we even worry about it. They're not even going to taste it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: as you guys can see, I'm wearing a Meat Man shirt. We call yep. our fans the Meat Men, yep. Meat Women. Uh, and we ask people to use hashtag Meatman. Uh, yep. It actually – we were dominating the hashtag for a while, and a bunch of guys in Japan are now just, like, taking it over. I don't even know how they, they got on it, but there's some guys – I think you might even know some of them, but some guys in Japan that are killing it. But we ask all of our guests, uh, you know, whether it's someone who's preparing for a competition or doing their first one or just
1: cooking steak for their family, what's your message to the meat men and meat women out there? Really and truly is pick them right, take your time. You only have 30 seconds, but, you know, make sure that you understand what steak you need to pick to cook, Uh, understand your grill. Uh, If you haven't tried it already once, don't try it at a contest. Um, and um, Yeah, understanding your grill is a big one right
0: there. Yep. Um, but also keeping it simple, as he's mentioned mm-hmm. about Ty. I mean, just going in there and just kind of know what you're doing. Don't get too crazy with too many throwing this, throwing that on it. You know, just keep it easy, man. So what you know. And have mm-hmm. fun. Still mm-hmm. fun, man, at yep. the end of the day. And always use B&B charcoal. And always use B&B that, charcoal. That's
1: it. If you want to win. If you want to win. <laughs> Yeah, no lighter fluid, please. No ladder fluid. <laughs> yeah, you guys have
2: those little squares that, that yep. start everything up quick. Yeah, we like have some, uh,
1: some natural little uh, fire lighting squares. You know, it's just like it's a paper and a paraffin. You know, you just kind of break them off and use them in anything. But the cool thing with on the M grills now, uh, I'm not using a, uh, a chimney starter anymore. So I can actually set those in the bottom of my grill underneath the charcoal basket, mm-hmm. load my charcoal, Um, I can walk away from it and come back in 10 minutes, and I'm ready to cook. So, um, you know, the charcoal baskets are awesome. I I use them all the time, but this just kind of works out really well. I wear these really cool shirts, and when I dump the the charcoal baskets, I tend to burn them up a little bit. (laughs) Quick melting. Yeah, so, um, but anyways, but like I said, it's just one of those little tricks that I've found out that, you know, it works. So, you know, that's the way that we're going to roll with it.
2: So. so anything else coming up? You're going to uh, the Jack next? Jack got, Daniels Invitational? We
1: got Jack coming up. We have got, uh, yeah, anybody going to the Jack, uh, if you're you know, using my product, uh, you know, hit me up. Uh, I will be taking a load down there for all our brand ambassadors. Um, you know, I do have to provide a list of everyone I'm taking stuff to, so um, just like, hit me up. But uh, we, uh, we're going to go there. We've got uh, SCA Finals in Fort Worth next weekend. Uh, so uh, Ty's going to be cooking that. Uh, everybody wish everybody, you know, wish Ty luck on that. We wish everybody luck, but I really hope that my son wins. <laughs> um, and then uh, we've got the uh, World Food Championships in um, in uh, November. Right before that, we have the HCCO um, Hill Country Barbecue Cook-Off with Richard Anzua down there. Um, that's going to be a huge event, I think. How many how many teams we got? So much, Richard. We got 150 teams registered. We still got uh, we still got a little bit of ways to go. We're gonna have a full IBCA. We're gonna have a a SCA cook. We are going to have um, a kids queue. Uh, what are we paying for that SCA? We're paying like five grand, I think. Two two grand for first. first, place on, first place on SCA is two yeah, two thousand on first place. Uh, I think there's a total of like five grand in the whole deal. Um, Richard is known for uh, – he's got a Big Bertha trophy he gives away that is usually taller than anyone who's ever won it. Um, how tall is it this year? 12 by 12 by 8.5 feet. 12 feet by 12 feet by 8? 12 by 12. No, 12 inch by – no, tw- it's a 12 by 12 base, and it's it's uh, almost 9 foot tall. That's Damn. taller than Big Mo. That's it. I, and I tell you what, we uh, – it's a it's – a, uh, you know, Richard's got a – If you want to talk about about a barbecue family reunion, you don't even know how much I'm looking forward to this event because I I really haven't got to see any of my Texas folks this year. Um, I think San Antonio Rodeo probably was the last time that I got to see anybody. You know, everybody else, you know, I see almost every other weekend, you know, Mo and, you know, Mark Lambert and, you know, all those guys um so i'm really looking forward to it i hope everybody comes we're going to try to develop this thing into next year into more of like a food festival so and say that the date and place one more time uh so that's going to be october 12th and 13th and that is at uh we got the barbecue show too. oh at the uh, at the lockhart uh it's a city park right yes sir. lockhart city park right behind uh right behind krites and uh it's called barbecue capital of texas 15 years Richard's been putting this cook off on um, so we've got uh, like I think it's about 25 grand worth of awards and uh, prizes and everything at this event um, if you want to come in uh, and uh, you know bring your kids out to to either come compete or uh, to come learn uh, we'll have Tys going to be there and he's going to be spending time with some kids and you know give them some lowdown on how to cook some queue If they don't already know how to do it, but also um, the big deal is, like I said, it's the kids' queue Is that's the future of uh, of the sport that we all love. Um, I've always said if we skip one generation, we're, we're going to be screwed. Yeah. You know, and um, you know it's already hard enough that you know some people are already kind of trying to debunk our our barbecue capital of Texas. But we all know that you know. The uh, Lockhart Barbecue and Austin Barbecue are just two different animals. That's all.
2: We, there's enough room in Texas.
1: It's a big state. That's it. So, uh, you know, and that's the thing. There is – that's it. We, uh, You know, we do need judges for this event. If you can't come cook it but you want to come down and, uh, and meet some some uh, barbecue royalty, we do have some uh, some big names in barbecue coming down uh, for this event. Uh, you know, we're, B&B is – we're heavily involved with OBR right now. So some of our celebrity guys that we had – that's Operation
2: Barbecue Relief. Op-
1: yes, Operation Barbecue Relief uh, out in Carolinas right now. Uh, they just hit two million meals uh, yesterday. Wow! And um, they we've got they're going to have a presence down there. We've got KCBS is bringing their trailer down. Um, we have some of our uh, barbecue celebrities who are going to be coming in. Uh, we've got Junior, you know, from uh, Up in Smoke coming yeah. down. Junior Arias. Uh, we we've got. Mark Lambert is scheduled to, and we've got a few other guys, that we've got to see how, this, uh, how everything ha- works with the stuff in the Carolinas because uh, most of those guys are over there right now putting and, in time. And they're working
2: hard. I mean, in May they were at 1.7, so yep. just gives you a sense of in yep. a few months they're already broken two million.
1: Yeah, and I, I felt really bad uh, not going this year. You, you know, sent a year. bunch of charcoal, though. I saw yeah, that. I sent, sent a bunch of charcoal up there uh, to, in wood to help those guys out. Uh last year I personally spent twenty two days with them during Harvey and and uh you know down in Car- in uh Florida last year. the um, most rewarding thing that you're ever gonna do. So if you if you have the time and and uh you wanna get go see the Carolinas, head on over there. Check out
2: our episodes from May. Uh we interviewed Stan and Dwayne. Yep. And uh there's there was already a link in our profile but We'll, we'll put it up again to volunteer for OBR because everyone should yep. sign up. Operation Barbecue Relief is one of the behemoths in uh, yep. relief organizations right now.
1: Yeah, and we're, we're, we're so happy to be able to be a part of that group.
2: Well, Joey, Mark, thank you. Thank you. Uh, keep on cooking, and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: All right. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, they're me the see me eat man i on the meat man, you all to see me eat man. I got jaws like a bat trap, of teeth like a razor, I made-tack tongue with a sensitive taste. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef, never catch a muscle greener showing
2: the hell I'd like to meet. I'm the meat man. You all to see me eating man.